from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And what's going on, fine citizens? Welcome in, Manic Monday edition of the Detroit City Cast. What a weekend it was in the Motor City. I was so lucky and grateful to be able to be at Miguel Cabrera's 3,000 hit game Saturday, the early game after being down there on Friday night with my good man Doc Sonny. And the game getting postponed. And then, of course, it happens in the first at-bat in the day game against the Rockies on Saturday afternoon after it being, like, rainy and cold Friday night. It was basically in the high 70s, low 80s on Saturday afternoon. Almost a sellout, about 37-plus thousand people at Comerica Park. Sadly, some people didn't realize they needed to get there a little earlier because there was traffic, because the Red Wings were playing at the same time, and people were trying to get in, and it was going to be a kind of a, a bottleneck to get in. So thousands, unfortunately, missed it. But I will say this. The energy, the atmosphere down at Comerica Park was on par with what it was like during the era of contention, during Jim Leland's tenure, and into the end of uh, you know Leland, and then the, the couple years that Osmus had the team making the playoffs and being in the, the hunt for you know, a World Series, or at least, you know, driving deep into the playoffs. And to see that here in April in the motor, you know, in the D, in the Motor City, see people driving from all around the state, all around other states to be there for history. Even some, I, I ran into some non-Tigers fans that just wanted to be a part of history. But the coolest thing I was able to do is as soon as me and my friend uh, got to the game, 
we went right to the statues where the 2,999, obviously turning into 3,000 hit sign and the 500 home run sign for what he had home run wise as well was at in, uh, in left field. And this one guy re- re- immediately recognized me. He was a longtime listener of me on 97.1. So he, there was a little space in there. And he, he's like, hey, get in here, Dan. And, and, and I brought my friend as well, obviously. And then we realized there were some guys next to us that had a Venezuela flag. And they kind of, we just started talking. And they had mentioned to us that they had just drove from Ottawa, Canada, 10 hours the night before. And they were from Miguel Cabrera's hometown in Venezuela. And there were four guys, super nice. They, a couple of them had Venezuela flags. They were wearing Miguel Cabrera stuff. And they were able to see it. And we all went nuts out there in, in left field as it happened. And it was like a, a roar that you would hear during a, a playoff game and during some of the great moments in recent Tigers history over the last 20, 30 years. I mean, it wasn't on par with the Maglior doing his home run, obviously, that got the, the Tigers to the World Series in 06. But it wasn't that far off. And, you know, I can't say this enough. And I, I tweeted this over the weekend. And by the way, if you hadn't seen my different videos and pictures, please check it out on my Twitter at DanLeach971. It really is one of my favorite sporting days uh, ever when it came to Detroit teams. But there's there's one guy in the history of baseball that has at least 3,000 hits, at least 500 home runs, and a triple crown. There's one ever. And it's Miguel Cabrera. And then there's a bunch of other lists that he's on with six or seven or eight players, you know, all time in Major League Baseball when it comes to different things, you know, doubles and this and that. He's he's just one of the greatest ever. And one of the best pure hitters ever. And, of course, one of the best Detroit Tigers ever. And I put up a question on my Twitter and I asked, and, and it's, it's tough because, you know, when you go back to the dead ball era and guys like Ty Cobb, it's it's tough to compare them to today and what it would be like. And it's completely different, obviously, what it was like in the early 1900s and what it's like now in the 2000s and even in the 70s and 80s and 90s. But I did ask, who are the top three, your top three Tigers of all time? And for me, it was Trammell 2, or excuse me, 3, Cabrera 2, and K-Line 1. And, you know, it's, it's a, definitely a fun debate you can have. And it's one of those things where... If you're a little older, maybe you've got Hank Greenberg on there. Maybe you don't have Trammell on there. Maybe you do. I mean, but to me, those are the three guys. And then obviously Ty Cobb and Greenberg have got to be in the mix. I know people obviously loved what Denny McLean was able to do in 68. Lou Whitaker, Jack Morris obviously helped the Tigers win a World Series. Uh, Al Neuheiser. But to me, it's, it's, it's pretty simple for my selections. Trammell, World Series winner. Cabrera, not, but... Has been with the Tigers for you know a long time now, and is one of the greatest players in the history of baseball. And then Kaline, of course, maybe Kaline did have the, his, the overall hitting ability that, that Cabrera did, but Kaline was definitely the most important Tiger. Helped him win a World Series and was there for his entire career, and you know gave back money early on in his career. Uh, and he didn't feel he deserved it. So it, it's a fun, I think, thing to think about and discuss with your friends. And if you want to weigh in on that, it's on on my Twitter. At Dan Leach 971. But what a what a really cool experience it was to be there. Be there with my good friend Marv, who's a huge Tigers fan, who has season tickets, has been going to games for decades. Uh, I tried to get my dad to go, but it, you know, just wasn't into it on Saturday. He was able to watch though, and my nephew almost came too. But that's gonna be one of those games that 
you know, like Fight Night at the Joe or Barry Sanders' 2,000-yard game or the Maglia uh walk-off home run to get the Tigers to the World Series in 06 against the A's, that like 100,000 people will say they were there, when obviously that's not possible. But it really was an incredible atmosphere downtown. People were celebrating before, you know, hoping it was going to happen. Obviously, during the game, it was a great game, 13 to nothing. And then after the game, it was just a, just a beautiful day to be a sports fan in Detroit and to be alive in this great state of Michigan. And I was very uh, honored and grateful to be able to go and experience that. It was just one of the cooler things you'll ever be able to see. We might not see another 3,000 hitter in our lifetime, maybe ever again. I mean, I, I put this up on Twitter as well. The closest right now to Cabrera is Robinson Cano, who's 81st overall. Cabrera's in the 20s. 81st overall. And he still needs almost 400 hits to get there. Cano's not going to get it. And then the next after that active player is Yadier Molina, who's like 200 and I want to say 60-something, and needs 900 hits. And he's not going to get there. So, yeah, there's guys that are, whether it's a Tatis Jr. or Betts or... You know, there's definitely younger players, uh, you know, that could do it someday. But hitting is down. Like, home runs are up, but hits are down. And then the new, you know, the shift, getting rid of the shift. And things, it's just, it's 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 a time in baseball history where I just don't think it's going to be easy for anyone to ever get 3,000 again because there's a bunch of factors. I mentioned hitting being down, rules different being different, and focuses being different, but also players aren't playing as long anymore. Like they're finding other things that they enjoy to do and not staying in, in, in a sport for 15, 20, 22 years. I mean, Mike Trout, someone brought up Mike Trout. First off, he's, he's not even close. He's got 20, you know, you know I, I, Mike Trout's got such a long way to go. He's, I think he's got 1,400 hits, 1,458 or something right now, and he's played 12 years. And he's obviously often hurt. You're saying he's going to play for like 24 years and into his 40s and would still have to keep this pace and not get hurt? And Mike Trout was a bad example. And I mean, there's it's just, there's no one that's really close. There's no one that's got a real shot at it, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's active right now other than in their first few years. And who knows what's going to happen. You can't say, oh, someone's got 500 hits through three or four or five years. They're on track to get 2,500 more. So Cabrera could be, at least for the, a long, long, long time, and maybe ever, I mean, you never say never, but could be the, the last for a very long time to get 3,000. So that was uh, definitely a, an incredible day to be at Comerica Park on Saturday afternoon. All right, we're going to get into a little Lions draft update talk. We're going to have Dave Burkett on later in the week, getting ready for the Lions uh, you know, pick of number two overall on Thursday night in Vegas. So we'll get to that in just a bit, but let's take a trip to the Motown betting window. It is brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. And I want to tell everybody that Bet Rivers gives you more reasons to root, root, root for the home team with a Tuesday 20% profit boost on all Major League Baseball games. You can log in tomorrow, place your bets on the money line, point spread, or who hit the long ball, and you'll earn a 20% profit boost on any baseball game. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Peanuts and hot dogs, unfortunately, not included. Log on to betrivers.com or download the BetRivers app and place your bets. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem call 1-800-270-7117. Let's take a look at the Red Wings 
as they won't play until Tuesday night as the season winds down for uh, the Detroit Red Wings. But how about, you know, the Wings? They get blasted the day that Miguel Cabrera uh, hit the home run or the, the 3,000 hit mark. They play the Penguins at the same time, lost 7-2 at home. Next game, they go to the Devils. They're obviously not a great team, but they win 3-0. So a little zigzag theory with the uh, Detroit Red Wings, uh, not as much as we would use it in, in uh, obviously, the NBA. But you look at the Wings at the Maple Leafs on Tuesday night. That Right now, we got a, a look-ahead line at Bet Rivers, and it's the Maple Leafs minus 420. Uh, the Wings have been such huge underdogs in the last several weeks against teams that are good, obviously. Plus 335 in the comeback for the Red Wings. Uh, the puck line, Toronto minus 1.5, minus 177. Red Wings plus 1.5. Plus 148, maybe a little, a little value there to see if the Wings can hang and lose by a goal. But this is probably going to be a stay away game for me late in the season here with the Red Wings, even with their great success against, uh, you know, better competition. But uh, the, the Wings, they're not packing it in, of course. That's obviously the last thing that a Red Wings team would do. But when you look at them playing against teams like Toronto on the road, you know, this could be a three or four goal loss. But there's decent value there at least at plus one and a half, plus 148 on the Red Wings. Now, the total is seven, over minus 109, under minus 108 right now at Bet Rivers. Let's take a look. At, and by the way, no Tigers uh, uh, line out for the game at Minnesota yet. No look-ahead line for that. But I'm guessing that the Twins will be a slight favorite in that one. Right now, the scheduled pitchers for Tigers and Twins on Tuesday night in Minnesota are Rodriguez for Detroit and Paddock for the Twins. Uh, it's a 7.40 local start here on Tuesday, tomorrow night, April 26th. Uh, but we do have some numbers for you when it comes to the NBA playoffs. And I, as I keep giving you winners, I will continue to do that, I promise, uh, and get you all the uh, get you all the right places to get the, the cash sticks in the NBA playoffs, we had the Pels, of course, yesterday. I mentioned to you uh, before, uh, you know, on the Fantastic Friday show, that teams like Phoenix can sustain it for one game without a guy like Devin Booker. It's the second game you want to bang the the underdog in that situation. The Pelicans won that game uh, fairly easily. I gave you the Heat, of course, and uh, uh, for Sunday. And then we had a nice play on the Denver Nuggets, who finally got the job done. So good uh, stuff yesterday. Now we got three more games Today and it starts with a selling to the Nets. I will say I, I did like the Nets. I didn't give it out on the show because it was over the weekend, but I liked the Nets in Game Three to at least win the game outright. And they just um, I, the Nets are just not that good. And I've been telling you for weeks, and we talked about this on this show, on the various shows I go on on Visa with my girl Stormy and Danny Burke on Rush Hour and, and many other shows. And I'll tell you this: you can't just flip the switch if you're the Nets. It's not like the the Kobe led Lakers back with Phil Jackson in the early 2000s, and they could just, you know, kind of, li- not limp in, but like, not play great basketball at the end of the season, and then just kind of flip the switch of the playoffs. That's not happening with Brooklyn. Not with the way that Durant's gone away, and, and Kyrie's gone away, and just, Blake Griffin almost saved their season with a couple big threes in the third quarter, and then, of course, they just can't get it done in the fourth. But tonight, I mean, it's a totally, it's a throwaway game, because no team has ever come back down 3-0, and I don't see the Nets even having a chance to maybe even win two games in the series, let alone come back. But, you know, if you're going to take Brooklyn, uh, do it at your own peril. I'm staying away from this game. Right now, the Nets and Bet Rivers are minus one 
minus 109. The Celtics plus one, minus 112. Uh, Boston minus 106 on the money line. Nets minus 114. Total 220 and a half, minus 110 on the over and the under as well. And, you know, it's interesting. We, we've we been leaning on unders. The unders, I'm giving you some unders uh, throughout the, the early part of this playoffs here. And the majority of the unders have been cashing. Yesterday, all th- three of the games, the overs cashed. Only one under and three overs cashed. So, you know, the odds makers are getting a little better with figuring out what the lines need to be. Uh, I don't like this total at all anyway, but, I mean, you're seeing the totals. We get to the next couple games, you'll see the totals are much lower than they had been earlier in the playoffs because unders were cashing at such a high clip. By the way, as far as the action goes right now at Bet Rivers, you've got 5% of the money line action on the Celtics, 94% of the money on action on the Brooklyn Nets, uh, 55% of the money on the over, 44% of the money on the under, and then as far as the spread's concerned, 80% on the Nets minus one, and 19% of the money on the Celtics right now at Bet Rivers. Uh, game number two tonight is another possible closeout situation. It's the Raptors and Sixers in Philly. Philly, of course, leads that 3-1. to one. The Raptors finally got a win in game number four. Philly, a big favorite, minus eight right now at Bet Rivers. Minus 110 both ways. The money line for Philadelphia, minus 360. Comeback for Toronto, plus 280. And the total, 211.5. As I mentioned, much lower totals now, over and under both, minus 110. Here's how the action has come in at Bet Rivers right now. 97% of the money line money is on Philadelphia, just 2% on the Raptors. You've got 95% of the money on the Philadelphia spread. Raptors just pulling in 4% of the money in the total, 64%. On the under, even though it's a much lower under right now, and 35% on the over. This is a no play for me today on this game. I mean, yes, I think Philadelphia wins it outright. So if you want to include the Sixers money line in some parlays, that's fine. Or, uh, you know, maybe you're going to do some multi-sport parlays with baseball today. There's no chance I'm touching the spread in this game. It's where it should be. I think the Raptors keep it close for a couple quarters. But in the end, Sixers know that they can just win this series and they're going to Probably win this one going away, so it's a stay away on the spread for me and the total. I think they're both where they need to be in this one. I was surprised there was as much money on the under. I figured with the unders going down to, you know, maybe eight or nine or ten points lower than they've been in some of these these series and situations, we'd have more, at least more split money on the total, but uh, almost, you know, 90-plus percent of the money right now on the under in this game. And the late-night uh, nightcap game should be a doozy after... A back-and-forth series with the Jazz and the Mavericks. Obviously, that huge win for the Jazz in the final seconds. Uh, getting that nice shot by Mitchell. And then, of course, or the Gobert uh, slam. And then, of course, the Mavericks missing the final shot for Luka Doncic playing so well. Uh, it's game number five back in Dallas. Mavericks minus three right now. Bet Rivers minus 112. Jazz plus three minus 109. Moneyline Mavericks minus 155. Jazz plus 128. And the total... 212 and a half over minus 109 under minus 112. Here's how the action has come in at Bet Rivers 98% of the money line money on the Mavericks, just 1% on the Jazz. You've got 78% of the spread money on Dallas and 21% of the spread money on uh, Utah. And then the total's got 62% on the under and 37% on the over right now at Bet Rivers. Another, as I mentioned, lo- much lower total. 212 and a half, uh, and, and of course, a lot of action on the under right now. This is a, a really tricky game, but I think Doncic back at home, this is probably going to be a, a seven game series. Doncic back at home, 
minus the three right there. That's my lean. I also will probably parlay that with the Sixers money line, uh, the minus 155, because I think Dallas is going to win this game after you know having a great chance to really take a stranglehold in the series over the weekend. And that spread's kind of right where it should be. So I'll plays, you know, half unit plays on the spread, and I'll have a parlay with the Mavericks money line as well. That's where we're at with the NBA action tonight. And we've got some draft odds that we'll get to in just a bit here. That has been a trip to the Motown betting window, though, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. We'll talk about the latest on where the Lions draft could end up landing as far as the overall number two pick and where we've seen a shift in the odds. Uh, when it comes to the overall number one pick and some Lions props that are floating around at Bet Rivers right now. We'll get to that coming right up on the Manic Money edition of the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by our great friends from Bet Rivers. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three leg same game parlay of at least 25 bucks, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem, call 1 800 270 7117. So, not to toot my own horn, but you know, it's fun to do it sometimes. And I am right 80% of the time, all the time. It doesn't even make any sense. But I, I, I've been telling you, those of you that listen to the show, and I know many of you do, uh, you know, day in, day out, and I, it means a lot to me that you do so. And, and the NFL draft is obviously very quirky and a lot of smoke signals and fake nonsense and GMs throwing stuff out and agents throwing stuff out that is meant to misdirect, et cetera, et cetera. But remember, we talked about Hutch's odds to go over on number one. It was like probably a month, month and a half ago after the combine. Uh, you know, minus 440 at one point, minus 400. And I said closer to draft day, it could be even money or even more, you know, better than that. And that's exactly what's happening. And Hutchinson now, if you look at Bet Rivers, and many other sports books, Trayvon Walker, who I've said for the last week or so, maybe almost two weeks, is likely to go number one. His odds have gone now to minus 167 at Bet Rivers, Hutch plus 160 to be the first overall pick. Aquanu's odds are down from 12 to 1 to 8 to 1. Evan Neal is 16 to 1 from 20 to 1 because the Jags still could take a tackle. Is it possible the Jags trade out of the number one? Maybe, but very, very unlikely. It looks like it's going to be Trayvon Walker and maybe Aquanu, but Hutchinson, it looks like, will be there too uh, for the Detroit Lions, which is what I wanted all around. Do not buy into some of these Hutchinson haters out there. Some people are like, don't take the hometown kid just because he's the hometown kid. That's not, The Lions would not take him because he went to Michigan. You don't take you don't not take players because they went to Michigan or Michigan State or Ohio State or whatever. You don't take kids just because they're hometown guys. You take them because they're the best prospect. And they're the best player available. And we've discussed this, and we're going to talk with Dave Burkett, my man, the best of the business later in the week leading up to the draft about where everything is at. In his eyes, Dave Burkett's always been on top of all this stuff. And I talked to Dave, uh, you know, over the weekend, and basically it's the same kind of info that's coming out. That it looks like Walker is going to go one. He likes Thibodeau, and Thibodeau still could be the Lions picking number two as well, but it looks like what I've wanted forever, Hutchinson being there at number two, is going to be a reality. I mean, yes, they the Jags could still end up deciding on taking Hutchinson, and then it's up to whether it's Walker or Dimito for the Lions at number two. But the trends and the odds, and you can't just follow odds because they're not always right, but when you have a guy in Hutch that, you know, not that long ago was minus 400 plus dollars to go overall number one, and now he's plus 160, 
you know, we're talking about a 500 plus dollar move. The info that, you know, is starting to become more of a reality is there. It's not as many smoke signals and misdirections as we get closer and closer to the first round coming up this Thursday. So that's where we're at with the odds on Bet Rivers. We're going to keep updating them for you throughout the week. There's obviously a ton of other uh, props you can bet on that we've discussed at Bet Rivers. Uh, you know, like total quarterbacks drafted in the first round, total running backs, wide receivers, defensive players, tight ends, offensive linemen, quarterbacks, safeties, uh, you know, by conference, ACC, SEC, Big 12, Pac-12, Big 10 right now. You got Big 10 players drafted in the first round. The total is six and a half, the over minus 120, the under minus uh, 110. I actually kind of like the over in that one. Also, you could, you could take players based on whether they'll be drafted in the first round. Obviously, you go to the top where... A guy like Kenny Pickett's minus $3,335 about Rivers. Then you look at guys like, you know, Devin Lloyd, minus 670. Daxton Hill from Michigan, minus 250. Then you go to the guys that are closer to even money. Guys like Desmond Ritter, who could go to the Lions late in the first round. He's minus 150. Matt Corral could go to the Lions late in the first round, minus 143. Uh, Guys like Kyler Gordon are even money. Logan Hall, plus 105. George Pickens, plus 105. So there's a huge list of players you can wager on to be drafted in the first round. Some of them obviously are, are obvious ones. Others are more long shots. I mean, it goes all the way down to James Cook, who's 20 to one, and John Mechie the third, uh, who's 10 to one. So please check those out. And then also, you've got different props based on players, as well as based on teams. We've discussed these as well in recent days. You've got specials on Charlie Cross and Jordan Davis. Aquanu, for example, you go to the Aquanu draft specials, his draft position over or under four and a half. So obviously over would be later than the fifth, you know, fifth or later. Uh, and that's even money. And under four and a half is minus 130. That'd be fourth, third, second, or first. And he could go overall number one. So, you know, you're getting some decent value there. And then there's also, uh, you know, different things. By the way, I wanted to give you Malik Willis's props. Right now, he is over under 10.5. The over minus 125. The under is minus 104. But there's also stuff based on each team. That if you, by the way, there's stuff based on some college teams too, like, you know, Alabama draft specials uh, right now at Bent Rivers. And you can go to and click on that. And it's player to be drafted first with a handicap. You know, two players matched up against each other, and uh, Evan Neal and Jamison Williams. So, a lot, of, a lot of different ways to wager, a lot of different ways to make money when it comes to this draft. And it's going to be, I mean, the draft has just become such a big, you know, primetime show, showmanship event, especially for gambling as well, where there used to be, you know, maybe five or six ways to bet on the draft. Now there's like a hundred plus ways to bet on the draft. And then as far as the Lions specials go, you can bet on the exact playing position of the Lions' first drafted player. And now, the Lions are very likely to draft at least one, if not two, you know, use both picks in the first round. But let's say the Lions somehow traded out of the first round entirely. It would still be the first pick they take. This is to be a first rounder. But a first defensive lineman, the big favorite, minus 500. And then everything else is a, is a, a plus money underdog. Linebacker is 6-1. to one. DB is 9-1, to one, along with quarterback. Uh, what if the Lions traded out of two and their first pick was a quarterback? That's not bad value. If they took a Ritter uh, or somehow took a Willis, uh, offensive linemen's 14 to 1, wide receiver is 30 to 1, running back 100 to 1 as well as tight end. They're not taking your running back or a tight end with their first pick. It'd be just a shocker if that happened. Once again, it doesn't have to be a first round pick, just the Lions' first overall pick. They have those uh, different props for each team 
in the NFL. So just a lot of different cool things you can do when it comes to betting the NFL draft. We'll continue to discuss those throughout the week. A big week here in Detroit. You got the Red Wings wrapping up their season. You've got, of course, the Detroit Tigers back in action starting Tuesday after Miguel Cabrera's big 3,000 hit parade over the weekend. We got NBA playoff action. Soon it's going to be NHL playoff action. And, of course, the NFL draft. All right, that's going to do it for us today here on the Manic Monday edition of the Detroit CityCast. What a special guest we have coming up for the terrific Tuesday show. It's a professor of law from Monmouth University that is going to be on the show as his class came up with a 82-page document that they sent to Rob Manfred about the Armando Galarraga perfect game. You know, his law class put together this 82-page document and they explained to Rob Manfred why they think the Galarraga game should be switched to a perfect game. We're going to have the professor of that class coming on the show tomorrow. Very excited about that. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I know there's going to be people on both sides of the issue. Uh, but when it comes to the fact that replay is, is being used now, I know it wasn't used back then, but when it's such an egregious mistake by Jim Joyce, it's already been admitted that it should have been a perfect game. Uh, we'll see what the professor in his law class had to say about that and how you feel about that. So that comes up tomorrow on the Terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit CityCast. Until then, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the Squatch, on this fine, rainy, but beautiful Monday in your heart. Out.